What did you think of him getting back in the ring? Yeah, drop it doesn't it. matter what you think. <laughs> I walked right into it, you fucking asshole. I had you ready. <laughs> that is terrible. The constant chicken. The constant drop You're ready to walk out. It's time to clock in. This is Talk and Audio. Oh, enjoy those horns on a Monday morning. Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Talk and Audio podcast, as it is time to clock in once more. My name is Matt Robinson, across the table today from our, our buddy Steve Bundo. What's happening, man? Matty, it's good to be back in the studio, buddy. It's It's been a little while, but I think that uh, little kind of break in between coming to the studio, we still did pods, but coming <laughs> in, it kept the like Talk and Audio fans. I, I think they're on like uh, summer holidays or something because <laughs> there was no pitchforks and angry mobs saying, get the hell out of here, Bunda. Well, so did you see on Friday night, maybe on uh, on Twitter, I don't know if you're uh, actually watching the show, that The Rock returned to SmackDown. Yes, I saw the highlights of that. I, I did not see what he was doing or what. See, but that I, is to me, when that, if you smell at the beginning of his music oh, and the oh, crowd yeah. explodes... That's the reaction that the uh, the TCA fans downstairs give Bunda when he rolls in there in his limo and. <laughs> smart making his way up. What uh, when were you watching it live when that no, happened? No, I saw Did it you know? on Twitter. Okay, too. so you were uh, my buddy Maddie. Uh, he was saying that um, I guess The Rock had been on the Pat McAfee show earlier that day. Yeah, okay. And I guess maybe you'd know better than I would. I think it's based in Denver. Uh, so the Pat McAfee show, he was there. I believe that he was there because of college football game day at okay. ESPN and Fox. Okay. They were in Boulder, Colorado for the Colorado, Colorado state game over the weekend, which was pretty crazy for college so, football because Colorado is the new big thing. Suddenly, so I believe yeah. he was down there in Denver for that. So that's what Maddie said to me when he texted me. He's like, you know, I just, I didn't know. I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't read anything. But you just wonder, right? The rock is in Denver. Smackdown is in, yeah. er, in Denver. Maybe. Maybe he shows up, and then sure enough, yeah, you get that big uh, that big explosion. So not quite as uh, big of an explosion as uh, when he was at the Leafs home opener last year. But that whatever. was awesome too. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that actually. That's yeah, uh, what I mean. He does that. He does the XFL. He does sure. uh, just pops up wherever. Yeah, his movies. I don't know. It's been. He's a very uh, he's a very busy man. I don't 100%. know. But what did you what did you think of him getting back in the ring or just seeing what he did? Yeah, it doesn't it. matter <laughs> what you think. I walked right into it. You fucking asshole. I had you ready to go. <laughs> Hysterical. <laughs> what an asshole. Get the hell out of my studio. That's right. <laughs> drop a rock line on you. <laughs> we are on social media. That's all kid audio. Fuck that. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're hearing us right now. Uh, we got a bunch of different stuff we're going to get into. Just before we started recording, we had the Mike Babcock news drop. Uh, he didn't even make it to day one of training camp before he got shit canned. Oh. Uh, the Blue Jays just wrapped up a sweep of your Red Sox. We might touch on that a little bit. There's always some fight news we can get into. But we always start in the same place, man. And you know where that is. That's with the beers. And uh, as usual, 
You've brought something for me here. What have you got for me here today, man? Uh, for you, uh, well, for myself here right now, I've got sure. the Rock and Hops. They get uh, it's one I found in your fridge that looks unreal. It's got a black can with some. Uh, it got it has the the barley on it. It's got the guitars. Yeah, it's got some cool speakers on it. I love this look of it. Uh, that's over. Uh, that's Whippersnapper there. They're. Uh Yep, their New England IPA, the yeah. Rock and Hops, five point nine. It's uh, it's a tropical and it is really good. Like it is a lot of good taste of this. I'm I'm loving it a lot nice. so far that I've already got into it. And okay. uh, I uh, brought a couple beers over, and Did. I brought you a German beer because it's you know what it's uh, my other favorite time of the year. Could we do a podcast on just horror movies? Like you want to just do a horror movies? Sure. One? Yeah, because like sure. it's Halloween time, man. We got to get the spirit Halloween. I, I was gonna ask you, man. We've I know got- this is your. This is your time of year. Man. It is. You start watching, you know, a lot of people around like Christmas will start doing their advent calendars or whatever. Bunda in like mid-August starts with his horror movies counting down towards Halloween. Because August was cold, man. It was <laughs> yeah. a kind of a cooler August. They it had was, the September. Yeah. And it kind of had those vibes of, you know what, like let's, you know, kind of get the horror movies going. And then we had a really, really warm uh, early week of uh, September, right? Yeah, and it was that, gross. Yeah, it was really gross. And <laughs> it was like, we have more days in, I think, September over 30 degrees yeah. than we did in all of August. So 100%. Uh, I've been into the horror movies and all that. But uh, Oktoberfest is around the corner, basically started at a lot of pubs here in Ottawa. It kind of, it's a good kind of thing to start uh, early, right? Everybody needs the reason to go and try some German beer. But I brought you a, uh, a German beer from uh, Bromeister. Yeah. It's from Carlton Place. They're a European style craft beer company that, you know, has these kind of vibes. So I brought you a nice Oktoberfest beer. And Maddie, and how was it? First sip taste. Pretty nice, man. It has, it, it tastes very authentic mm. for this time of year, right? Like it has, have you tried this one? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's, 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 it's bringing exactly what you would sort of expect out of a German Oktoberfest. German blonde of. is what it is. So yeah. it's like right up that alley. Yeah. It's pretty nice, man. It's, um, I've only had the one pull on it here so far, but, uh, it's treating me pretty well. Yeah. It's yeah. nice and tasty. And like I said, you're, all you need now is like a nice big pretzel or something like that. Schnitzel or. Yeah. Some schnitzel. Like yeah. It, it'd be perfect. But, uh, yeah, I love, uh, I love this time of year, especially for craft beer in Ottawa and summer. I like more of the IPAs and the kind of the Pilsners, mm-hmm. like the blonde, like whatever. But when you get to the fall weather, like I, I I kind of start mixing things up, and I get to the stouts. The it starts you know, to darken up a little. Yeah, man. and I your get some of the spice rum and cokes, like spice oh, rum and cokes. Like nice, the, yeah. I like that when I'm kind of watching my horror movies that throughout sure. all of October and September. And so, you're starting to get, like you said, the stouts, the brown ales, the porters, all of that starts yeah. to make its way back into the mix a little bit. Yeah, so. Sum- summer season is really good because, like I said, you get a lot of the IPAs, the tropical IPAs, pilsners, like a lot of de- like you know the fruitiers. We're seeing a lot more craft beer uh, breweries yep. now adding more fruit. So I love this time of year just for crap beer maddie it's so much fun it's true and i appreciate you bringing me this one and uh it's good to see you again man as you mentioned and i uh, it's been a bit right you you hosted some shows for me over the course of the summer maybe more than anyone else over the course of the summer because i was sort of posted up at the lake and i did not really want to have to come back here and so if i can find somebody to help co-host that monday morning show which is always kind of the news show right like often Mm -hmm. even when i'm here Often our guest episodes are done remotely, but that Monday morning show, um, that's that's a news show. It's not an interview show, right? And I, mm-hmm. I was able to tap you on the shoulder a few different times and say, hey, man, any chance you can help me out here on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening so we can get that done? And and that allowed me to uh, to put in an extra couple of reps up at the cottage and uh, and not have to, to pull away. So I appreciate you doing that for me, man. And uh, it was you and, and probably Shrides. And, and look, we had other guests throughout the summer, but it was you and Michaela who who allowed me those uh, those extra Sundays on the dock. So yeah. it's good to have you back in studio, in person. 
And uh, I, I, it's, uh, it's, it's going to make for an easy transition here. I'm happy that you brought me an Oktoberfest beer. I'm happy you brought me a German beer because Bunda. Uh, our pals over at the Nita Beer Company on Saturday, September 23rd are having their Oktoberfest. Very this is their second annual Oktoberfest. Uh, you can get your tickets and more information at nitabeer.com. That's N-I-T-A beer.com. Uh, your ticket gets you some food, right? A schnitzel or a little sausage like we were talking about. Oh, yeah, bratwurst. Yeah, a couple of beers comes with the price of your ticket. Uh, and if you want to upgrade the price of your ticket a little bit, like I said, all these, all the details, right? Nitabeer.com and, uh, and the details and the links, all that stuff will be in the show notes at tallcanaudio.com. But you can upgrade those to tall boys if you want. Get a little more beer out of it. There's contests. There's music that's all going to be authentic. Uh, there's a couple of games. Bunda. They got a Steinhold contest, and they got a keg throw contest. You ever done either of those? Uh, I've thrown a keg, but I have not done a contest. <laughs> never, never won anything for doing it? Yeah, okay. I can't say, but yes, there's been a couple times where... Uh, Keg's done, and you want to throw it around. Sure. And uh, yeah, I've not done anything else, but uh, I'll get my leader hose ready to go. There you go. See if we can get I, out there. This guy, I know you're going to look good in that. That's right. Uh, Bunda is German, so. Sure. So, uh, needabeer.com. You check uh, check their website or check our show notes and uh, and and get all the details there. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a good time. And so, very appropriate that you've brought me. Uh, it, like you said, man, it's we that didn't even time talk of year. about that before no. the show. Everybody's we feeling it, right? It's that time of year. It's Oktoberfest time. Absolutely. And it's, like I said, it's so awesome. It, That's right. Uh, what do you get up to with your summer, man? I know you had uh, a lot of 4 a.m. mornings. They were keeping you busy at work, but uh, also working around the Red Blacks. I know you got a cottage of your own. Uh, how was your summer? Yeah, it's been a, it's been an up and down summer for sure, all over the map with uh, uh, one, working a lot. Uh, two, there's been a lot of uh, Red Blacks that uh, I've been trying to keep up with that, but uh, just watching sports and just trying to get it. Like I usually, summertime, I try and get caught up in a lot of shows right. and documentaries as well. I've started to get into a couple, The Last of Us, uh, which is a, a newer, based on a video game, kind of a zombie movie. Right, yeah. I just got into that. So I've, I've kind of been doing that, but I've been busy, but it's been a been a decent summer. Spent uh, a good little bit of time up at the lake when I could, so uh, I was just over there, you know, not long ago as well. And, uh, it's, it's kind of those nice fall. Like I love the kind of cool nights and evenings and then you get the hot days. Yeah. Cause, uh, I love like, sw- like a sweater with some shorts, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Like I love that. So good I love sleeping this time of year, oh, right? Beauty sleeping Drops down, you know, keep the window cracked Little open. Bonfires. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. So good. But, uh, so I love the fall weather, like the fall in general is my favorite. So whether it's Oktoberfest, horror movies, Halloween, <laughs> uh, football, like that's the thing I love. Uh, I love September and October just because, you know, NFL is back. College football is back. You know, Labor Day is when the CFL kind of heats up pretty big time, yep. you know, in the next couple of weeks ago, you know, I think in the next, this week already, we already have training camps starting to open. We've had rookie camps happening for the NHL camp. Mm-hmm. So NBA, the NBA not far off. No, NBA is like a couple of weeks after that. So uh, in the next two months here, it's it's probably everybody always, uh, I think, you know, kind of points to like March or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think September and October is some of the best sports watching you can because you get playoff baseball, you get the NFL back, you have college football back. The CFL is in crunch time with playoffs right yeah. around the corner. The NHL is just starting up. So you get that hype and excitement and the NBA is sitting right there. So I love this time of the year just in general because there's so much always happening and it just I can get lost one day and then I then the next thing you know it's like oh man yeah we're already here what's what have I missed right 
Now, I'm right with you on this. I should let the good listener know in case you missed it. Uh, last week, episode 1163 was uh, Tim McAuliffe from Sportsnet was back on here. Talk to him about, uh, about the FIBA World Cup and everything that Canada had accomplished mm-hmm. there and, uh, and talk some baseball as well. But we got into this same conversation that a lot of people talk, and I think both are legit, but a lot of people talk about March, April mm-hmm. as the best time of year for sports, right? Baseball starting back up, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, but there's no NFL yet, mm-hmm. right? The only other time of year that comes close is right around now, mm-hmm. as you pointed out, right? Post-Labor Day, the NFL is up and running. You know hockey and basketball are right around the corner, and baseball is in their stretch drive, right? They're yeah. coming up to the playoffs. Everybody's life and death, whether they're going to make it. This is a super fun time of year to be talking sports, man. Absolutely. I'll take this time of the year over March anytime. Just give me, you know, this kind of crunch time when the NFL is all hyped up and everybody's already stressing out in week two about their fantasy football teams. And if, you know, the Buccaneers are 2-0 and with Baker Mayfield right now, Maddie, so you better watch out. You know, Tom Brady, he's, uh, he's retired now and he's passed is the he? torch to my is man Is he going to be a Jet here shortly? No, I don't know. I think I heard uh, Rob Gronkowski said that he would never talk to Tom Brady again if he, uh, he would go to the Jets and play for the Jets. <laughs> That's just not something Tom would do. So, you know what? I think I would. Uh, you know, I've I've always said, uh, you know, before the Bucks, I was uh, I was always very respectful, and you know, I thought Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback of all time before he even joined the Bucks. Sure, right? yeah. Just the way he played, carried himself, mental, yeah, like the pains mentality. Me to say it, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is, and you don't have to, like I was never. I hated watching him win with the Patriots. I right. hated the, watching the Patriots dynasty for you know twenty years, yeah. and just hated just always seeing Tom Brady everywhere and always doing so good, and he's so handsome, and then he's still <laughs> putting up so much crazy stats. Then he went to the Bucks, and he won a Super Bowl in his first year there. He played three seasons there and, you know, won me a Super Bowl. Yeah. He became my god. I'll defend him to my, you know. <laughs> but if he goes and plays for the Jets, I'm going to be like, you know what, Tom? Like, uh, what are you doing right now? But there's been a lot of rumors. I think actually our pal Lever say Joe's me a six pack because nice. he said that uh, we made a bet that Tom Brady would be on an NFL roster come September. Oh, okay. And, uh, I think we made a, a bet on a six pack of craft beer. So nice. if Lever Sage ever listens to this podcast, you let him know he owes me and I'm going to be coming looking for my collection. I don't know here. how often he listens. He's co hosting a little more often That's now. That's why I made I sure he listens. He'll get the message, is all I'm saying, <laughs> That's pretty right. sure. But That's uh, Tom Brady is not on an NFL roster. He's still retired and uh, he looks pretty happy that way. Uh, so I don't see him coming back for the Jets. But, uh, you know, right now, especially, it's just there's so much going on with the NFL, the CFL, like I said, college yeah. football. It's uh, I just love this. I like football is, is one of my favorite things uh, in, in the entire world, Maddie. So love hockey, but just football is just a different vibe. In these last two weeks, it's just. I love just this time of the year because I'm just so much, there's so much going on. I, like I said, I can go from watching well, what, what's horror movies yours? one night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, true. Like, the, you know what I love too? Yeah. I bring up all these sports, but then you know what I love too? The UFC is still on almost every weekend 100%. too. So yeah. like, you know, some days they're going to be pretty crazy if it's like, uh, you know, the the Senators are playing uh, on a Sunday and the Bucks are playing and then the Red Blacks are playing. Right. And I want to watch a horror movie. And it's it just, you know what? I got to get a little it bit happens, grumpy. right? It but, happens. Uh, yeah, the UFC's on all the time right now, but right now catching my eye for sure is the NFL and the box. Yeah. Like I've been all over that the last couple of weeks because I, I well, just so they are, as you and I start recording here, they have just wrapped up a victory over the Bears. Yeah. Uh, pretty tight for a while. And then it looked like uh I, I had my eye on the Jays, so I was just sort of kind of half keeping an eye on on your game. No one uh no one it may impact your mood before you got yeah. in here. Uh yeah. but you know that puts uh you know 
the the Bucks in a pretty good situation. I don't know what you would have expected out of them to start, but you know, it, maybe it is them more than anything else for you because that's your team. But you know, over the first two weeks, and I'm not going to let you say Aaron Rodgers because that's been that that's a yeah. cop out. What's caught your attention through through you know a week and a half at this point, two weeks of of the NFL season? Well, that Thursday it, night game was a fucking yeah yeah. yeah. <sighs> what a what a game, especially for the Vikings who uh, you know zero and two. Uh, the one big surprise too this morning, or not this morning, I guess this afternoon. But uh, you know Joe Burrow and and the Bengals now zero and two to start yeah, the year, yeah. and he's a uh, you know a guy that uh, has you know he's. One of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He went to a Super Bowl in a second year. He's still one of the top guys. Just Everybody loves his paid. swag. He just got paid big, <laughs> and he's injured. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the obvious storyline. That's the big one to watch because of how things happened with the New York Jets, right? It was all about the Jets all offseason, yeah. and, and Aaron Rodgers goes to this dark room to kind of make sure he's his you know going to figure out his, his future, and then he comes back, and it kind of sounds like the Packers are moving on from him, so he gets sour, right. and he says, nope, trade me. I'm playing another couple of years, and he's trying to approach everything so differently. And he's saying, yeah, I'm going to sign. I'm going to take less money. Oh, I'm going to play here for a couple of years. All things that he did not do ever in Green Bay. <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, four plays into the, you know, the season, uh, you know, his first game, he ends up, uh, you know, blowing up that Achilles, yep. which is was crazy. But no, I think just the NFL being back in general, there hasn't been a lot of crazy big storylines so far, but just seeing the way that, uh, you know, some teams like the Vikings, uh, how they, they've already started out 0-2. It's like everyone's saying, you know, Kirk Cousins is a guy that can maybe get traded to the New York Jets because yeah. it just doesn't seem like things are working with him and his uh, head coach in Minnesota right now. The, the the Jets, I'm not sure who they're going to go after for a quarterback, but it sounds like they're already hunting for veteran quarterbacks. So it's kind of a you know a big deal here to see and with uh, for Kirk Cousins. Like I'm not a huge huge Kirk Cousins guy. I'm not. A lot of people kind of no, grow but fond they're not going to be able to go find an all-star now, right? You no. got to take what's available. Like there's people throwing around the name Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, right? but and that's where like I said, uh, Kirk Cousins would make sense with the Jets yep. because the Jets do have, you know, Alan Lazard, they have Garrett Wilson, they have so many guys there like uh, you know, Brees Hall has had a great start to the year. The offensive line is interesting. The defense is nasty. Like they're a team that was literally a quarterback away from, you know, uh doing it. And I know Vanessa Sanchez, uh, she comes on the show every once sure, in a while. Sure. She was pretty hyped up, but she Aaron Rodgers is a very polarizing kind of guy 100%. to kind of cheer for. He's on your team. You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks quarterbacks to kind of ever play the game just physically like and just how he played the game in general he was so smart and he was yep. with the way he distributed the ball uh not throwing a lot of interceptions you know he's he just always kind of seemed to choke later on in his career in the playoffs and just couldn't get over the hump green bay was so one-sided whether it was always offense and the defense was never able to yeah. kind of uh you know just i guess level out the team here but i think the big thing here is if you know kevin if things aren't good in minnesota between uh kevin o'connell and kirk cousins like that's a team that is it's just not a lot going on there other than the best receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. Like He's just an absolute monster out there, and I think they got some pieces, but that's a team that looks like they need, you know, they have a young, kind of uh, a very offensive-driven uh, coordinator and head coach and Kevin O'Connell here where you want to be able to move the ball, and it seems like things aren't going well there, but I think if you have a much more, compl- uh, you know, complimentary team like the Jets do, Kirk Cousins can go there. So those are some of the small things that, I've, like I said, it's still very early oh, in the season, early. and I love it because – like we but this seen- is what we do to the NFL. We overreact <laughs> after week one, right? Like yeah. what happened? Like people were panicked about the Bills coming off the that Monday night loss to the Jets, or not uh, Monday night. Uh, 
Oh, it was Sunday, wasn't it? No, it was Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. You can't do that. Like that's it's 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 tough, right? The Bills are one of the teams that's you know favored for the AFC. It's like the uh, sorry, the Bengals right now, right? These yeah. two teams have had some of the best AFC Championship games in the last couple of years, right? Going head to head, Josh Allen having that kind of a second half against the uh, this team, the Jets, right. just goes to show how good that defense is. But also the fact that he turned the ball over so many times, like you can't do that, and that's the thing. He turns over the ball a lot. He's kind of a gunslinger, Josh Allen. But my only problem with it uh, right now is it's still so early in the season it's usually injuries right that's the thing Mm -hmm. that happens is we're really either overreacting about how a team plays which I think we're overreacting with a lot of it the Bills the Bengals you know all these teams that are supposed to be really good right now the Jaguars I think lost today to Kansas City and they did not score a touchdown they did not play very good at all but you're going to see a lot of that early on Mm -hmm. um, and that's what happens and it's like you need a couple weeks to see how teams go so a lot of the talking points are like crazy games like seeing how you know Jalen Hurts like uh, how good he did against the the Vikings the other night you know rushing like they can't stop that third and inches fourth and one kind of third and one play that they do with a quarterback sneak there's so many things we talk about but the big things we always talk about early in the NFL is injuries and that's the thing that's where Aaron Rodgers kind of dominates because he's so far the big one we've already seen Chris Jones that was the Chiefs defensive tackle he signed his deal he was holding out after their loss to the Lions in week one it was kind of already shocking but it's also like the Lions had a lot of hype around them that you know what we'll, I'll give a shout out to the Lions just because I think that was pretty cool for yeah. them to do is to go into Kansas City win uh, on their big night where they're coming out and they're celebrating their Super Bowl win and yep. you know what the Lions everyone's like you know they stink what are they doing here like they had a really hot <laughs> end of the year last year and they put There's themselves some people in a- saying the Lions it's not a good division but the, yeah. the Lions might be able to win that shit division uh, yeah well that's and, the thing we'll it's, see right it, win over Kansas City Dan Campbell for your con- is in uh, a your weird confidence. spot because he's uh he's got the wrestling promos as a head coach <laughs> right he's eating kneecaps he's trying to do all this stuff but he he's building a team right and and the one thing you could see from coaching and, and You'll notice how how good coaches are. Is they handle their their sides of the ball right when whenever they h- get hired. Yeah. So if you're hiring a defensive coordinator to be a head coach, you want to see how quickly that they can turn that defense around and make them good. How they can adapt to that style and that way they play. And that's what we you want to see from so many of these these kind of coaches as you move forward mm-hmm. and how they can adjust and do things. And I think when you see the way that teams are you know doing this and how they can handle the ball, how they can play. Dan Campbell so far has taken over that offense and yeah. he's, and he showed. Jared Goff is, is capable. Amon Ross St. Brown looking good. Jameer Gibbs. Now, I believe Montgomery they signed in the offseason from Chicago. He left the game with an injury today, so that's something to watch. He yeah. was carted off the field, so not good. But Jameer Gibbs, rookie out of Alabama, they drafted him in the first round. Everyone was kind of like, "What? when do we ever see like Bijan Robinson went first round uh, to, the, uh, to the Falcons? There was already a lot of hype. He's one of the best running backs to come out of college football. But mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs was also kind of a first-round running back, good out of the backfield. Uh, he's a bigger running back, so we'll see what happens here. But they got pieces in Detroit and you know for them to go into Kansas City win week one against Patrick Mahomes that was big time for them big for time sure. for them so we'll give them a, a little stick tap right now as we talk about hockey ramping up how big of a degenerate are you for hockey? because I see people that I respect and I follow a lot on social media that are live tweeting this weekend's prospect tournaments in like Traverse City or in okay. Buffalo or whatever yep. and I love hockey and there's been years where I have turned on these tournaments, right? Like they usually make it onto local cable or a streaming service, like not a streaming service, but like leafs.com or something for the, you have to go find it. And I'll watch like the first period of the first game. And I'm like, oh, right. I don't know who any of these people are. I don't really care. Right? Like yeah. there's a couple of prospects here I'm interested in. So power to these people who are all in on it. 
But for me, hockey doesn't start till camps open. It's not these prospect tournaments. Where are you on that? Do you do, are you enough of a degenerate to sit and stream the uh, the prospect tournaments? Yeah, I uh, I haven't yet, but uh, I I'm not going to sit and stream. But I will follow along. I do know uh, I'll watch maybe a Sens one just to see how they're yeah. how they're doing. And I believe they won their first game, and I, yep. I saw a little bit of that one. I think it was on Friday afternoon. And uh, I have a lot of names there. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, that are. Reckon Tyler Boucher has been there. I don't. I don't think he's played much. Zach Stopchuk, right? Stop he's the captain. Sure. And, yeah, you know he's a guy that they're excited about too. Yep. So, I I look at it in the sense of it's a good like, it's kind of vibey. I think like you know when if that makes any sense, Maddie. It's like when the rookie camp comes around. I feel like hockey vibes are here. That's right? it. It's like the there's a guy weather. skating around with my team's jersey on. Yeah. So it sort of says hockey's back, but it's not really. Yeah. Back. And and it's like you know I just want to see. I'll follow along to see like how Connor Bedard's looking in Chicago. Right. You want everybody. That's going to be the big thing. Is a hat trick that yeah. last Saturday night. Like, exactly. Guy. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like you kind of want to see stuff like that. Like you know check out the, like some of the younger prospects. See where they're at. See if they could dominate, and then you know it's more of a I'm like it's such a good thing you bring up social media where people are live tweeting it. It's like I love the fact that you can do that. If you sure. don't want to watch it, you can go look at that and just you know read about yeah, the people game. who do know these guys yeah. and have followed these prospects are telling you what's happening and what's going on. I, yeah, I have time for that. I'm just I'm not sure I have three hours to sit down and invest. No, in a- <laughs> no, and that's the thing, right? That's it's uh, I'm not going to do that either. But I, yeah. I I'll put like maybe a half hour to sure. an hour into it if yeah. I can, yeah. and that's the thing. But uh, I brought it up with the NFL stuff, just how there's it's so easy to go read about small things in a game. You could look at a scoreboard and say, oh, you look and see, you know, the Leafs beat the Sens three two in the rookie camp, and you look and it's like, okay, cool. But then you look and it's like, oh, like I don't know any of these names, but <laughs> right. then you see who the guys are, who the prospects are, you know, yeah. and it's a, it's more of a you could learn more a little bit more from just on Twitter, people will be live tweeting it and stuff like that. I love how there's so much access now. The thing we haven't, uh, we, you know, kind of starved for as fans years in the past, we, we can get so much now. It's just access to teams, right? Look yeah. at all these like documentary specials, like uh, everything's behind the scenes now. There's so many extra videos. Teams are putting out more and more content. Yes. Just every sport too, but just especially with the NHL, the NFL, like it just, it, the, the content and the accessibility, right? Twitter, all of these uh, insiders, like teams have their own kind of people that you could follow and then they'll live tweet stuff so you can go there and it's like, if you don't care, well then yeah, you don't follow them, you don't care, you don't, yeah, whatever, yeah. but there is so much extra extra access now that I love. So even like a rookie tournament before you would, what maybe look up on TSN and see the scores and like maybe the highlights of it. And right. only, only if it was like a crazy goal or a highlight, you'll see it. Yeah. It's it, and now it's like, like you said, you could live stream these games. You could go and you could see people live tweeting these games. You'll see the highlights absolutely on sports center at night. Like it just, I love how we have so much access to sports now. And, it, and then it's good because it does get fans excited about, you know, a prospect that does have a sweet goal and it's like, sure. okay, but I wouldn't say hockey season starts now. I'd it's say like, like watching a trailer, right? Yeah, like g- give me the first preseason game, and then I'm, I'm like, okay, yes. this this is what we're good. I'm, I'm kind of feeling hockey now. Once you get the training camps open and you see teams are getting all of these, uh, the same cliche quotes, you know, best summer of my life. <laughs> you know, I, I'm ready to go. I've uh, in the best, best shape, shape I've ever life. been. Yeah, yeah, ready, yeah. ready to start uh, yeah. fresh, clean slate. Uh, you know, we're going to be pushing forward to try and make the playoffs. You know, no more of this. You know, it, there's just the same cliche quotes, and it's like, okay, and then you get on the ice, I think, I think the inter-squad game, right, when they, yep. you know, red versus white, whatever, black versus white, whatever you want to do, and then it's like, all right, 
preseason games, you have split squads. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and you, you got t- like your top line and then a bunch of AHL East. Yeah, and then you got another, the Leafs play at this time at 5 o'clock, yeah. and then the Leafs blue team plays in Chicago at sure. this other time at 7 o'clock. Right. It's like kind of weird, right, just how they have these split squads. But it does, it sort of ramps up from here. Yeah. So I am in on that. I was just curious whether or not you watch much of these tournaments. Like I said, vibey right yes, now. Hockey vibes. It. I guess football vibes were all of August. Are we talking about this being like gorgeous sleeping weather? That tells you hockey's coming. Like when you start to sleep with the windows open, yeah. the air conditioner off kind of thing, you're like, yeah, hockey's. Because that's what baseball's good for, right? Uh, I joke all the time. Like, you know, there's some sports like golf and baseball that I love watching. Yeah. But just the absolute best kind of summertime you're, you know, need a nap in, you know, whatever. <laughs> 100%, man. Throw on a baseball game in the afternoon in the middle yep. of the summer. Really doesn't have a lot of meaning to you. Just throw it on in the background. You could wake up and be like, oh, still 2 nothing. Okay, good. Go right. Back to bed or whatever. It's, it's I've all I've been good, watching but... three innings, half asleep with the Giants versus <laughs> exactly. the Dodgers. I could wake up to a home run. Right, and it's yeah. all good. It's all good. For so, sure, man. I like I said now, and that football's back, so it's like yeah. hockey's like just right around the corner. So give me a week or two, and I'm going to be feeling the hockey vibes fully. Hockey's back. I should let the good listener know also that uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago our pal Vanessa Sanchez. She was on here a couple weeks ago talking about the brand new PWHL. And mm-hmm. uh, as you, good listener, are listening to this on uh, on Monday morning, the draft for the PWHL goes at 1 p.m. Uh, it's going to be on CBC streaming services, which are all free. You can go to cbcsports.ca. Uh, CBC Gem is the app you can get on your phone or your Apple TV, whatever you want to, whatever platform you're on. And uh, I saw today a commercial that Sportsnet One is picking it up as well on your mm-hmm. cable if you want to watch it that way. So I just want to put that out there because the excitement is building for that league as well. And uh, they will build it rapidly too, right? Came out of nowhere and it kind of like so fun to watch like everybody signing up these free agents. Yeah. And now we got the draft that'll fill out the uh, majority of the rest of the rosters here. So uh, that will be, like I said, on uh, CBC streaming platforms or Sportsnet One. Uh, Check it out because this is going to be fun. Like one of the cool things that we don't see very often is you're going to watch a GM build his team. You're not drafting like a rookie, right? You might draft a Canadian Olympian or, a, you know, a U.S. national team player. And so you will get an insight based on what your favorite PWHL team drafts first on what your team values. Do they want to build up that decor? Are they worried about their goaltending? Do they want to build up that center depth? Like, we're going to get to watch how these teams have prioritized yeah. what's important, which is unique. We don't see that very often. Teams being built from scratch. So this is going to be a lot of fun uh, on Monday to check that out. I just want to make sure uh, everybody knows where they can find that. Uh, Bunda, just before you and I started recording here, the news dropped on uh, on Mike Babcock. He did not make it to day one of training camp before. Uh, they're saying he's resigned. This is clearly a parting ways. Um, the Blue Jackets have been under scrutiny all week. Uh, just to set the table before I let you in here, on Tuesday, it was the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Bissonnette, Ryan Whitney, and uh, and those guys who broke the story that said Mike Babcock had been asking guys to see their pictures on their phones. And they, because they're sort of a blue podcast, right? They, they talk some shit, and, that, and that's cool. Not to say they're lying by any nope. means. It clearly turns out they were right. Um, but you know, they talk in a way that, that young guys talk. Right. And and so they made it sound like he's scrolling through looking for dick pics or or pierced nipples, I believe was a phrase they used on there or whatever. And the Columbus blue jackets come out right away with a statement 
also a Mike Babcock statement and a Boone Jenner statement, who is the captain uh, of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and said, that's not the way this played out. Uh, Their story was that this is a way for Mike Babcock to get to know his players. And the idea being, what'd you do this summer? You know, Mm -hmm. show me some vacation pictures. Where do you grow up? Where's your family? Like, what did you get married this week? Like, these sorts of things. Babcock's version of the story is that also these guys keep control of their phone. They hold their phone. Again, the the way Spit and Chicklets made it sound was he's got the phone and he's being scrolling through all your pictures, which would obviously be completely fucked up. Um, and so his story is that these guys keep their phone. They choose which pictures to show, but they are being flashed up onto a TV via airplay. Uh, Babcock is also, I guess, showing pictures of his family. Like, this is a get-to-know-you thing. Apparently, he's done this before in Toronto and in Detroit. And apparently, he did it in the interview process with Columbus. Asked the guys interviewing him, like, let's get to know each other. If we're going to work together, you know, this is my wife, this is my farm, this is my cottage, whatever you want to show each other. So, it's weird, but I don't know if it's crossing the line. Until we start to hear... That some of the young guys, because like I said, it was Boone Jenner who said, yeah, I did this and I didn't find it all that weird. It was a, a way to get to know each other. Johnny Goudreau was at the NHL press event in Vegas and he said the same thing. Uh, didn't seem weird to me, but you're talking about your captain and you're talking about a superstar like Johnny Goudreau. What's happening to the fourth liner who doesn't know if he's going to make the team or not, or a young kid who feels like this authority figure wants to thumb through my phone. We don't know for sure in those instances who had control of the phone, what was being asked to be shown. Uh, And so this gets investigated. It comes out uh, midweek, I guess, that some of the younger players, maybe one, maybe three, maybe five, like we don't know, were uncomfortable with this. So PA guys show up in Columbus to start investigating and interviewing and, and then it kind of goes quiet for mm-hmm. a little while until today where we hear that, uh, that Mike Babcock is, uh, is not going to coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets this year. He had a two year, yeah. $8 million contract. He will, as I said, not get to day one of training camp before, I guess that's what was going on over the last 24 to 48 hours. According to Frank Saravalli and Elia Friedman, they were sort of negotiating this, I, do you call it a severance package? Has he been fired? Has he, been, he hasn't even started yet, but he's not going to leave he with even nothing. Own a, he doesn't even own a Columbus Blue Jackets coat yet. Right, he hasn't even put on the uh, <laughs> the sweatsuit or the tracksuit. Yeah. This is a mess. Are you surprised that he's, that it hasn't even gotten this far, that this story has blown up to the point where he has to leave? What was your reaction to it? Like, what do you make of this, man? I'm a lot more on the player side of this than I am Babs' side. I feel like this is something that he's always done. He's always tried to use the mental aspect to get to his teams. Like you said, you know, the big thing that happened to him in Toronto, things were already sour in, in general. But when the story came out that he went around to the team asking every t- every player, write down who you think the five laziest players are on the team. And then he went up to Mitch Marner and he grabbed his list and then he called him out in front of the entire team. Yeah, at the time that Mitch Marner is a rookie, not the established yeah. superstar. Yeah. And he shows... Like you said, that Mitch Marner says the rumor goes. Well, the rumors seem to suggest it was Kadri and Bozak that he said were the least hardworking guys on the team. And now all of a sudden, as a rookie, he's shown that to all my fucking teammates. Yeah. What the fuck? Now those guys are gonna now apparently both of them were good to him, said this isn't you, like you're all right. We're we're 
Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That's a mind fuck, right? And so well, and that's, that's the thing. one that happened there. Johan Franzen in Detroit says this guy was mentally abusive, led him into depression. Uh, Mike Commodore certainly has very few nice things to say about Mike Babcock. He doesn't have much Twitter. nice things to say about anything. That's true. <laughs> to be honest, true. I know what you mean. But yeah. Babcock has a resume yeah. of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is there's a resume here and the fact that the story got out, right? Because like you said, Paul Bissonnette brought it up and I heard what he said. And I, th- I, I, I do believe he was maybe pushing a lot of it and maybe, maybe, excuse me, <laughs> um, maybe he was pushing the truth just a little bit there. But I look well, they at joke and exaggerate for sure. Right? Yeah. But the, he doubled down. He went out on Twitter and he doubled down once I think Babs and everybody put kind a of, screenshot of a text he yep. got from a player yeah. saying this is what's happened. So yeah. I don't think Bisonette's lying. I, but once it's out there, they're obviously as that style of show is going to paint it a certain way. That's and, all. and that's the thing. And yeah. he's been pretty outspoken too about you know he's friends with Commodore, but you know yeah. outspoken about Babs too. Right? Babs is a kind of a, a lightning rod right yes. now. And the thing is, is he kind and of he's left the, that. yeah he left the, the he left the NHL probably to just collect the money that he. He made from Toronto because he was cut. <laughs> he was fired a couple uh, years early into his what seven year deal that yep. he had. I think he was cut in a year four. Were fired after year four. Yeah, yeah. And so when he goes into that, he got paid. Now he's kind of he was back at University of Saskatchewan, and you it's like okay, f- yeah, fucking with kids there too. Yeah, it just it's like what are you doing? And that's it's just the different vibes. But uh, you know what? I, I get it. You want to learn about players and get to know them. Well, you know what? Why don't you just invite their families over to your house then? Hey, you want to, why don't we have a barbecue? We're going to have a summer barbecue. Let me get to know your family. I don't like the idea of, Hey, give me your phone. Let me see pictures of your family. Tell me about your family. Like there seems like there was something weird going on. The fact that he's resigning and it seems like there's a mutual parting of the ways here. That seems like there was more to the stuff, like the story of Babs is doing something weird and he's pushing the line and he is crossing the line, right? Like a lot of people don't want to talk about their families, right? A lot of people don't want to show pictures of their families to other people, like other people. They want to keep that kind of life private. Some people don't have families, right? People are like you said, there's an 18 year old kid that's on the team and he's not married. He's, you know, he's got his He's probably there. had quite a summer. Yeah. He's just he, signed his first contract. Oh, he's, he's having fun. He's yeah, working yeah. out. He's hanging yeah. out with his buddies. Like he doesn't like, there's a lot going on here and it's just like, you know, it just, it feels like you're trying a, in a weird way to, you know, do things. It's like giving up your phone and tell me about your family. It's like, you know, what if I don't want to, like, you know, you're my boss, you're my coach. I'll play for you. We're going to stick to hockey. We could do team bonding retreats. Like I said, invite your family over to a team barbecue at the rink or sure. at Bob's house. You want to get to know me, then get to know me like sit down and let's chat well, you know what happened to the like, like let's grab a beer and let's talk about your life and your family like yeah. do it that kind of way i don't like this idea of oh give me your phone let me see some pictures of your family or if that's what happened or hey well sh- this is it there's so much gray we don't know did he say give me your phone yeah or do i keep my phone mm-hmm. And pick the pictures. But even then, if I'm 19 years yeah, old. stay away from that. You don't maybe ask I a player for their phone. So I'll be real with you. When this started to, to come, I understand and frankly agree with why Mike Babcock does not get the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. Like why people don't like him and, and what he's done. But when I first saw this and I sort of went, well, there's the spit and chiclet side of it where they're sort of talking about how inappropriate, like, like I said, pierced nipples and stuff like that. It's what they're joking about in the clip that was making the rounds, right? Yeah. And then I see the Babcock side of it, where his is, you know, I, I'm i looking to get to know these guys. I thought it was weird, and I think that's open to interpretation. I wasn't sure how inappropriate it is, and we don't know that without knowing, again, yeah. did he say to the rookies, give me your phone? 
and let me go through. And even if he didn't, even if you got to control it, maybe you're scrolling through. I don't. What 19 year old has picture of, of his parents and his whatever? No, I have pictures of the debauchery I got into at the local bar this weekend or, or whatever. Right. So yeah. I do understand how those guys, it's a power dynamic thing. Mm-hmm. He probably did say to the captain Boone Jenner or to Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. You know, you got a couple, cause it's not that weird. Like if you walked in here and said, uh, you know, me and my girl, we just had a baby. Uh, my first reaction would probably be, holy shit, that's amazing. Do you have any pictures? Like, and you'd already have your, remember when people had mm-hmm. wallet sized pictures, they would pull out oh, instead yeah. of their phone. Ready to go. Right. And half the world freely posts their pictures on Instagram. The second anything even remotely interesting happens to them. And often when nothing interesting has happened to them, <laughs> people exactly freely it. post their pictures. But when the boss is saying, show me your picture, like it, there's just so much unknown. And one of the things I wonder as we sort of work our way through this is even if there was, even with those rookies who were just uncomfortable, but nothing really inappropriate happened, how do you go back and then coach? Because this has gotten out. We've heard there were young players who were uncomfortable How does Babcock go back into that locker room and trust those kids again? And how do those kids go back into that locker room and know that this guy, you know, you probably have it in your back pocket or worried that this guy's got it out for me now. He thinks I'm the guy who leaked it or I am the guy who leaked it or or whatever it might be. This was going to become an impossible situation, right? Like, I don't think... It was horribly inappropriate, like it was painted. He was going looking for dick pics, but you get to decide for yourself. Everybody has an opinion. If it's a weird thing for your boss to do, to say, can I see pictures of your family or where you grew up or what you did this summer? If you think that's weird, that's a totally legitimate opinion. Whether it's horribly inappropriate, I don't know, but it clearly had made things very uncomfortable in the dressing room, and I don't know how this was going to work moving forward. They ha- they almost had no choice but to move on. Well, and that's where I side on the on the kind of spitting chiclets in, in that side of their story a lot more than the Babs' story because if there was nothing to it, he wouldn't have had to resign, right? Like, that's a thing. And well, if- especially if he's already done this in Toronto and Detroit yeah. and no one complained. Now, they complained about lots of other things about him, that yeah. he was mind-fucking with people and all that stuff, and that's legit. But this, if this had already happened and no one, like maybe you thought it was weird, but you didn't think it was inappropriate. That's a legit opinion. That's totally fine. Yeah. But it's now that everyone knows what kind of guy Babcock is. He's under the microscope. He can't fuck up. You can't do anything weird. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's where I say it crosses a line. And I think it's inappropriate because if you're, if you're doing that, like I said, it's just kind of a. A, a weird way to start things off. I think like there's so many ways you can get to know a player and his family. Like you said, a family yeah. barbecue around the team or whatever, right? Like just go around the room, tell me something about oh, yourself. So many, or, especially training camps. A lot of these times you'll see the, you know, teams like, uh, you know, the Leafs will play in St. John's, Newfoundland. It's like, okay, why? It's like, because they can get away and retreat out that bonding, way. Yeah. Bonding, team bonding, right? The Sens did it one year and they all stayed and they went to have dinner at Dion Phaneuf's house. Nice. Right? And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Years ago, like there was a story and it's just like stuff like that. That's Alicia there. I like Alicia. I, I, I love Alicia <laughs> yeah. and she's great. Uh, but I feel like there's so many ways you can get to know teams and players and he probably did it in a way that he didn't think it was a problem. Sure. I get it. If you wanted to get to know someone's family, but it's just, you know, it's a weird approach to do. And I think that we live in a world where maybe he's older and he's looking at that sense of, oh, people all have pictures of their families on their phone. What a microscope he was under, probably, or his ego is just so big that he doesn't that's give a, a shit. Huge part I think that's too. the biggest thing is he just was like, whatever, hey buddy, like show me your pictures of your family. This is what I do. Think, right, and the it's start like, of camp, yeah. but then you're like, I 
don't have pictures of my family on my phone. Like I got pictures of my dog. I, like right. you said, my buddies, me drinking, me doing whatever. Like sure. maybe I have Cake pictures stands, of my girlfriend. You know, there yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's the other aspects of it. It's just it's such a weird aspect to go in to ask somebody for pictures of like their family or their phone. And if he didn't do that, you know, just asking for pictures. Like you're just you're in a weird spot. It's just you are in a weird spot. That's a, that you're. Like it I is said, a it's, weird thing. To it's do. already this inappropriate. Is not common. Like, but that's I do. What I mean. Do you think? You know, if you go around and, and pick your guy, like John Cooper or like respected NHL coaches who've been doing this, for Barry Trotz, if Barry Trotz does this, you still probably go, this is a little weird, but it doesn't come with the same baggage that it does with yeah. a Mike Babcock who's dug his own grave on this. Yeah. Right. And, and I think the thing, too, like I said, for this story to get out. It has to be something more significant than, I hey, think that's show true. me your pictures of your family. Like, yeah. that's what I think it has to be more significant than that because one, he's resigned, but two, it got out nationally and out of nowhere, right? Yeah. This isn't something that's been brewing for yeah, a who while. Who pays attention this, to the this, Columbus Blue Jackets? Who pays attention to the Spit and Chickens <laughs> podcast? Let's be real. Like, it's, I, I like those guys in Barstool and, and everything that they kind of do is, is what it is. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? For them to come out and they made headlines and this is the big thing and they're getting a lot of credit for it. Yep. And sure, Biz uh, has the story and the scoop here. And like I said, did he stretch a lot of it to kind of get more headlines and to get bigger and more attention to go viral, right. which is basically what happened. I don't know if he stretched it though or if he's just being honest. But my point is, is if he's resigning and then this is going, if, if this is going national with Biz and all these other insiders are picking up on it because of this one clip and then he resigns after, you know, players are already defending him. It's like, okay, so it's kind of seems like you were probably picking and choosing. You probably went up to some of the veterans and were maybe nicer. Like, you know what I mean? There's yep. so many aspects 100%. that could have happened here. You peel back the onion and there's so many different layers here. Of He's not going to go after Johnny Goudreau. What could have happened? Star. No, and that's uh, the thing. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, "Oh, you're married with kids. Like, oh, let me see a son, like, picture of your son. I yeah, don't know. Like, yeah. but then he goes up to like you said, an 18 year old kid. Oh, well, like, just give me your phone. I want to know what kind of guy you are. Yeah. Let me see your phone. I want to see what you got. Like, right. do you have pictures of girls? Do you have right. pictures of your dick? Like you said, what have you just, been doing this summer? Yeah, and it's just like, dude, like that's what I mean. That's you're already getting inappropriate when you're trying to per- peel into a personal life of a human being. When well, I, one of the other things that's been talked about here, man, is. And it's starting to to have been floated on on Twitter here on Sunday afternoon, and I hadn't considered this wrinkle of it. And it doesn't matter. An invasion of privacy is an invasion of privacy. Yeah. But let's say one of those fourth liners or one of those rookies on Columbus is gay. Yeah. I'm not prepared yet to come out. I get to decide sure. when you or my teammates or the public gets to know who I am. I don't have pictures of me and my girlfriend because I don't have a girlfriend and I have a boyfriend, though, and there's lots of pictures of him here because I love him, and I'm not prepared to share that with you yet, right? Like, there are no openly gay NHL players at this point, and we don't know that that's a part of this, but that is a wrinkle I hadn't considered, that it's not just, you know, yeah, the coach is disappointed that I drank and partied too much this summer when he saw my pictures. It's, no, there's a part of my life that I am not prepared to share with the world yet, and... It just, I wonder what you think, though, this says for management. Yarmo Kekalainen, the general manager, there's a lot of people that would have told the Blue Jackets, don't do this. This is not a good hire, right? You yeah. don't need this right now. You'd like to think, right? And they did it anyway. And now here it is. It's blown up in their faces. They didn't even get to training camp. They didn't get to game one before this is already blown up. And, and there is no chance that Mike Babcock is leaving for free. I'm sure they negotiated a number yeah. here. It was $4 million times two years, $8 million total over two years. So what percentage of that is the ownership now having to pay out for a guy who never should have been hired, never coached a game, and does that 
should that put GM uh, Yarmo Kekalainen and President John Davidson on the hot seat? Yeah, I look at that, but I look at ownership would have had to sign off on this anyways, right? So the fact yeah. that they would have let this happen, That's a good point. you know, like they, like I'm assuming at ownership, some point they said yes already. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they're the ones that pay the checks, right? So that's the thing. Like they're they're the one that gives the money up. But your hockey guys said no, it's going to be fine. Sure, uh, no, a hundred percent. I look at it in two ways. One, Yarmo Kekalainen, like he seems like he's in a desperate mood, right? Like he's yes. doing something like this. Oh, yeah. The one thing I hate about the NHL, it seems like it's just a league of recycled coaches. Sure is. Uh, like it just, there's not a lot of new opportunities that happen very often. It just seems like we kind of recycle the same guys, and then you, when you think they're done, they somehow get another chance and they come back. And okay, they're on a new team now, and it's like okay. So for when Babs came back, it was like, are you serious? Like, does this guy really need to come back when he had kind of a, just a terrible outing the way yep. that things ended with him? And it kind of seems like nobody likes him and now he's coming back to the NHL and he's pretty like I said I think his ego was so involved that he just wanted to get back in there to show that he was you know that big man yeah. and then it just it, it got weird right away and it got just kind of crazy so I think it's on both Yarmo Kekalainen but on ownership as well I think they you know they're going to feel duped do you think they want to pay a guy to not even you know coach right. a single game like the guy hasn't even shown up to training camp yet <laughs> and now you got to pay him to go away I don't know how much money he's <laughs> going to be getting but I can tell you it's probably not anywhere close to what he was going to be making like you said four million each year over it so eight yeah. million times two years uh, I'd be surprised if he gets even two million dollars like I don't even think he'll get something like that like it's this is something he's where something he, he uh, you know what and if he did do something more and some of these players you know gave more of detailed stories. No, it got really weird. It got really awkward. It got inappropriate big time. I'm going to assume he might not get any settlement. That's because true. Fire with purpose, right? The agreement, a- yeah. And the agreement would be, mm-hmm. this is not hockey related. This doesn't get public. I'll just go, right? Like, don't that's, tell. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's, there could, could be, be. A, could be. Could be a lot more there. I'm sure we'll learn a lot more over the we next will. little bit. Like I this said. This is just breaking. This is, yeah, realize, breaking so. news. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to be on the side of the Spit and Chicklets podcast and, and the story that came out that it's probably something a lot closer to that story than the Babs and the Johnny Gaudreau and the Boone Jenner kind of defending him and the team trying to say that he's just trying to get to know the families because like I said, you're just trying to get to know a family. There's so many ways to go about it. I, I get it if he's a bit old school and whatever, maybe, but you know, Babs doesn't earn himself. He doesn't deserve any benefit of the doubt here. So that's where he he kind of is in a spot where, hey, you're shit out of luck here, bud, and now you just lost a job, so good job. Fairly <laughs> you know publicly, I mean? like it's, yeah. It's kind of a, you know what, look, at you couldn't even get out of your own way, and now you're not even going to be there day one of training camp. Like, that's how much you just screwed this up. Yeah, you have to understand, walking back into this, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have it out for me. Uh, some of the things I did have been heavily critiqued. You'd almost think you would take a hard look around before you arrive at this new job and go, what things that I've done in the past that might've been fine then aren't going to be fine now that I need to cut. And this you would think would have been high on that list, right? Yep. I cannot show up and just start asking people to see their pictures. And, uh, apparently you didn't have that in them. This is, like I said, if this is Barry Trotz, if this is John Cooper, um, you know, you probably still think it's weird, but maybe you don't think it's inappropriate, right? It's just because he comes with this, uh, and, and it's likely to uh, your relationship with someone, right? Sure. If you know them, right? It's if it's new, yeah. Like I said, you walk into a new job day one, and your boss comes up to you and he starts trying to go through your phone, look for your <laughs> pictures. It's like okay, kind of weird, but like you don't know him and you don't know what he's trying to do or what he's like. Yeah. Like there's a, an aspect to it where it's like okay, but uh, like you said, you walk in and you're like, hey, Bunda, like you know, I just had a kid, or hey, my sister had a kid. Like you just I'm, finished I'm an fixing uncle. up the cottage. Can I yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, cool. Like yeah, I know. Uh, you know what I mean? I trust you. I know who you are i know what your like your goal is here and it's like you know to, to say i want to kind of learn what kind of guy you are or what kind of player you are i want to know about your family and all that stuff it's like 
like you said, you're a hockey coach. You're supposed to be here to coach hockey most. Like you want to get to know their families and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a whole different aspect. Employee, employee, employer. Personal life is different, yep. right? It's just completely different. Right. So it's already right. inappropriate to start with, but it's just a, such a weird spot. And I, I'm assuming if a guy like a Barry Trotz or, you know, John Cooper in Tampa, right? A lot of those players, they always talk highly of him. A lot of these guys in Columbus, they probably already had a, like you said, a negative connotation yes. about Babs already being there to begin with. Right. But then now to have this, it was like, maybe this was kind of, I don't want to say planted, but maybe the players like, were like, you know what? We don't really want this guy. This he's already guy. he's already <laughs> acting something weird. Boom! Let's get him out as of here. As he does something stupid. Yeah, for, yeah. you don't know. Could you, be. You, you don't know. Like Could I said, be. there's so much more we're going to learn about, and I'm sure we're going to hear about because, yeah. again, like you said, it's still just rookie camps. So uh, we're going to probably hear more about the story throughout the week, and there's going to be more layers that come out and more stories that are layers that well, are going to peel back. And, right. Oh yeah. First day of camp, you would have had Canadian writers showing up there. His first time into Montreal. His first time into yeah. Toronto. His first time into New York. This was going to keep coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they clearly just decided this is not going to fucking work. It's a work. circus that you don't need right now. No, it's true. Uh, I want to ask you maybe uh, before we uh, before I go grab another beer, let's talk about the Red Blacks here quickly because how quick? I s- <laughs> <laughs> when do I need another beer or two? Yeah, I know. I don't know what, what my reason you- is here, but it's because the beer and also, <laughs> but it's you're going to make me talk about the dang Red Blacks. It's been brutal, man, and and you have had an up close view of this for certainly all of the home games this year and it was look I felt like as a fan a week ago when they went out and lost to Hamilton that was the bullet in the season we're done right the record you were going to have to put up with Hamilton having the tiebreaker all of that stuff you're just like well here we go again for another fucking year and the Red Blacks come out on uh, on Saturday night against BC and they play really well like Everything seems to be clicking on both sides of the ball. And I didn't feel like a win here necessarily puts us right back in the playoff race, but I did feel like this is fun. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting out on the balcony. I'm listening to our man, AJ Jackubeck, and he's just giving her on the radio call because it's a fun night of football. And then we get to the fourth quarter and they just find a way to piss it away again, man. Mm -hmm. And it comes down, I I like Bob Dice a lot, but there was some questionable calls down the stretch again. Um, And this one, like I said, I felt like the season was over a week ago, and this was just like, hey, we're still going to make it fun, so stick around. Just kidding, here's a kick in the dick, right? And that's what that game felt like. You have this huge lead going into the fourth quarter, and you fuck it up again. I, I look. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I'm curious, man, because for me, early on, when you were sort of playing without Masoli, and then he comes back and he gets hurt, and you have this kid, and you manage to get two wins in a row out of Dustin Crumb, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, this is fun, right? Look at the way this guy plays, and the defense is holding it together for you. And then when Crumb sort of started to figure it out and get going, it seems like the defense forgot how to do their job for the last three, four, five weeks, whatever it would be. And then last night, like I said, for three quarters, they were both doing their job. And then they both went to sleep in the fourth quarter. What have you made of, I don't know how much of Saturday's game you've seen, but, uh, you know, what do you think of, of this season? Cause it's, it's been miserable. Yeah, Saturday's game just kind of go is just more on par of what we've seen from the Red Blacks this year. It's just uh, unfortunate, right? I think that's the biggest thing. It's just... A lot of self-inflicted damage, whether it's like, it seems like at times throughout the whole year, 
they've just you know healthy receivers were were tough at the beginning of the year, right? They they, they started out with injuries yeah. to the receiving core, uh, big injuries as well to Jovan Santos Knox right out of camp, Money Hunter right out of camp. A lot of these guys, Shaq that Evans you, wasn't ready Shaq, right to start, or broke his finger in a preseason game yeah. catching a football, right? Your receiver breaks like it, it just it stuff like that. It was already injuries to kind of plague them. Shrub Baltimore started the game, uh, started the season as well injured, yep. so like uh, you know there was already some stuff to deal with. Like, but you look at the team and though it just it hasn't. They've been up and down, and they've had flashes, but there's so many self-inflicted wounds throughout all of this this season, and it just gets whether the secondary gets torched when they have a big game against Toronto. You go back the last couple of weeks, and it's kind of like this implosion's just been coming, right? Yeah. You know, they had those two huge games early on with Dustin Crum, where they came back 16 points, two minutes and like 40 seconds left in the game to win against Winnipeg, yeah. tie, well, tar- tie the game against Winnipeg, and then win that game in overtime. Right. Then you go into Calgary, and you win that one, which is a crazy game, another tight game, but low scoring against Hamilton, then Saskatchewan, you know, another loss there, another loss to Toronto, where again, you put up the offense looks good, but the defense just got carved, the secondary, like one of the worst strength, right? That defense is supposed to, and it was for a long time. It was. And then that's the thing. It's just been, but like that was the game against the Argos, which the the secondary was probably one of the worst looking secondaries you've ever seen in that game. It just like every play, anytime Toronto needed to pass the ball, boom, here's a 20 yard play easily that that got either worse or crazy. It just, there was nothing that went their way defensively against the Argos. Then you're like, okay, like there's some hype. They're, you know, playing so good. Montreal has no business being in that game. Well, what happens? Caleb Evans kind of breaks a tackle against Autumn Claire, goes into the end zone, you know, basically ices the game with just under a minute left to go. Yeah, yeah. There is no chance for their backs to come back. Okay, well, there's no way that they could lose against Edmonton in Edmonton. There's just no <laughs> way that they could do this. They just snapped their curse. It's all good. They want to get... It was going to be well, us. They, it was always going to be us. They didn't That's snap the strange. curse yeah. at that point, but they won the first game of the year yeah. the following week, the, the week before that. Yeah. And that was when kind of Trey Ford was like, okay, like everyone's like, all right, let's, let's see how this guy can look in Edmonton. Well, then the Elks came in, you know, they went to they went out to Edmonton. Boom. Well, then they snapped the curse against the Blocks, which okay, are you kidding me? So then they have yeah. the kind of bye week, and you have a chance to come back. It's like, all right, well, you need to win against Hamilton because one, you haven't beaten an Eastern team yet this year, and two, you need to kind of get this team rolling. Yeah. And then that kind of happens, and it's like, oh my gosh, again, like a close game, like a lot of close losses and a lot of close matchups. But you have no business losing some of these games. And like the thing is, this Red Blacks team has so much talent. Yeah, and I think that like right now, the team we've saw against uh, you know against BC and against Hamilton, best like the best lineups they could have uh, you know set up basically all For season sure. uh, like like, like Masoli was your starting quarterback yeah. who you wanted to have you know with all these veteran receivers in your offense and your your defense he was the guy you wanted Unfortunate injury, but Dustin Crum is now your QB one for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. and now the way he's been playing, you have Braylon Addison now into the lineup. Shaq Evans, like you said, is back. They have uh, you know Jalen Acklin already here. Nate Bahar is here. You know Williams is running the ball really well. Like he's been the probably the brightest spot on offense the last couple of weeks. He's been able yep. to run the ball, but. You need to win by throwing the ball in the CFL. It's a passing league. It's a big deal. So yeah. it's been a very tough up and down year. But a lot of it, they could just, I don't know. I feel like there's a, a good blame pie here where you could put a little bit on coaching because at times the Bob Dice, like you said, has, has had some head scratching moments in coaching decisions. Seems like where, an awesome guy, but man, some baffling decisions. Yeah. And, and Bob is a great dude. And I, you know, I, I've, you know, I've come to just know and learn about him over the years. Just he's been here for quite a while, but yeah. great dude. And the, the players love him. I think that's the big thing too, is he's very much a player's coach. So I look a lot more on this though is you know a lot of the offense has just been like okay like Dustin Crum is it you being you know is he, is he a rookie still a rookie and adjusting to the CFL and, that's fair you but know, you got like a two score lead going into the fourth you can't yeah. well 
with like a minute and a half. Yeah, that's the CFL though. Like that's the thing that bothers me about the CFL. You could be up sixteen with two and uh, two minutes and thirty seconds left, and you can lose the game. <laughs> it's like it happened to the uh, Red Blacks. That's what we saw. Yeah. And, and so it's like, but like, and it's like very NBA style where there's timeouts. There's so much you know going on in the last couple minutes of a CFL game, which it's you either love it or you hate it. It's exciting and it's it is what it is. Um, and now the way that they're sitting, it's like, all right, now you just kind of want them to win a couple home games and you know have some kind of positivity around Dustin Crum heading into next year, right? It's the big thing as you want to see, but um, I, I well, the playoffs to me, I, I think are one hundred percent. Yeah, they're like gone, it's it, you, they're going to be hanging on. Though? How bad are we at at this point? Because look, we used to talk about this, and and we still have this season. But fans at home have been remarkably patient and talk about what a great vibe it is at the stadium on a Friday yeah, and night. It is. It's a fun, it is. It's a great well, place to go. But you got to fucking win a game or two here and there, yeah. and. Look, I, I I don't know if I've ever seen my Red Blacks Twitter as pissed as they were on Saturday night. And like I said, that comes a week after your season ended, right? That Hamilton game, that was the season. And so this was, well, let's just try and play some entertaining football down the stretch and, and see if we can grab a couple wins here, even though we know we're not yeah. making it. And you get that big lead and you fuck it up at the very end. And at the end of that... I'm seeing people who are season ticket holders who had had earlier that day emails sent to them about renewing for next year and going, nope, mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm done. And attendance is already down this year. Uh, Duke Ellickson on the TSN 1200 postgame show, he was pointing the finger straight at the coaching saying, not good enough in this game, some terrible decisions. There are people online unhappy with Sean Burke and the team he's built, uh, that of course being your general manager. Where would you start in the offseason, because it, I don't think for this fan base that it's an option to run it back. Is is Bob Dice safe? Is Sean Burke safe? Like, what do you think is going to happen here in this offseason? Yeah, I think, uh, well, a lot of it's going to depend on how the season ends, right? Like, if it gets ugly, like, that's it's there's going to be a telling sign. If Bob Dice can get these guys rallying and fighting towards the end, because like, that's the thing. Dustin Crum is supposed to be a quarterback for next year, unless he wants to walk away, right? Like, right. there's a lot that goes into the like. The, the problem is, is there's still too much football left. Like, you know, we're saying the season's over. I think there's still mathematically ways that they can make the playoffs. Yes, I don't know, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. It's over. We're, we're, we're you and me are on the same page with yeah. this. But it's it's how they look and how they coach, how they prepare, how they finish. Like the thing, and I get it. The fans are upset. Man, it's the CFL. We've watched this team their first year be dog crap. What they do? Well, they won. Uh, they went to the Great Cup in their second year. The CFL, you can go from worst to first in one season, snap of a fingers. Like it, it, the teams, like uh, it's so fast. The fact that this team hasn't had a winning season since 2018, like it's it's you're you're asking for it. Like it's not good. I don't blame season ticket holders that are spending money. They want to go out, and the team's only won three home games and like, since 2018. Right? Yeah. It's it's not good. No. Like it just it's not good enough. And I, I I there's a lot of blame that goes around. And you know what? We'll learn a lot more. But you know, I'll put some on the offense. But I don't know. Am I putting it on Kari Jones? Am I putting it on Dustin Crum? Like, am I putting it on the injuries? Am I putting it on? Yeah, if we're it, being fair, this, like you said, it is your third slash fourth string quarterback yeah, out here. Twenty four years learning old, learning on the job. Yeah, but you had that game in the bag, and I think sure. that's the part that's got people so pissed off this week. Is yeah. are you kidding me? You I, had that. I look at this game against BC, and I look at it more of a. It, it's just a. 
like I said, it's very on par with the way the season's been. I, I get it. Like there's been a lot, like I said, look at the Montreal game when they were winning that game. And then Caleb Evans has no business doing anything, not looking good. I think they picked him off four times in that game. Like yeah. it was just, they were all over him, but somehow he gets in to win the game. And that's all that matters. Montreal is somehow winning this season. Right. And you look at teams like, like when I, I would say, I'll, if I look at rosters and I'm looking at teams, I'm taking the Red Blacks roster over a lot of these teams other than Toronto in the East. I'm like, you know what? Not very good. Not very good. Okay. Talented. Hmm. I'm right. not, like, you know what I mean? Toronto's the head of the class here, but yeah. I look at Montreal and I look at Hamilton. There's no way this Ottawa Red Blacks team should be losing to these games. So do I chop it, chalk it up to coaching? Sure. But is it, you know, Bob Dice or is it Kari Jones? Right. Is it Baron Miles on the defense? Yeah. Is it the injuries? There's a lot going on. Like there's so much ha- that's happened this year where it is just like, it's just been a bad recipe. Yeah. It, it, it just everything from injuries to uh, a new year. I think Bob Dice has absolutely earned himself another season because he, this first year. I think you're in the minority on that opinion. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure I am, but yeah. I, I, I think he has. I, you know, if I'm looking, Sean Burke's been here for a couple of years. If you have to fire guys, I think they both come back next year, but you have to have an absolute approach here and you have to show this the rest of the season. Like Bob Dice right now is coaching for his life. Yeah, You, yeah, you know, like yeah. that, that's what he, like he is. I'm not saying he's 100% safe. In my view, I think he is. I think just, you know, the way we see football one year, I don't think it's been a complete dumpster fire. Well, because where this would also be Sean Burke having to say, when you fire a guy mm-hmm. who you just hired at the well, beginning of the this thing. season, that's with all you, of your players. Yes, like that's, that's you saying I was wrong. Yeah, and that's sometimes tough. And a lot of times the GM will double down and go, "No, this is circumstance. I was right to hire this guy. I was right to bring in these players. For and sure. We're going to try it again." And even I, Lapo, I, I just don't know if you can sell the fan base on it. You man. look at Lapo's two years in yeah. when he was here in Ottawa. This has been a lot better and smoother. There's been a lot like that's yeah. the thing. Like it's he by got, all accounts he, the vibes are better and yeah. like the group hasn't quit. They're still uh, Lapo. I, I look at the sense of Bob Dice as I, I like I said I'll get I'll go you know ninety I'm ninety nine percent sure Bob Dice is going to be the head coach heading into next year wow. unless something happens like yeah. I'm I'm going to be shocked to see him get fired because unless this is a complete clean house. Like they just want to get rid of everybody and just start fresh because things have been so bad yeah. over the last four years, basically. Yeah. You know, pre like like I said, twenty nineteen, whatever pre- pandemic. Like it's not been good since like two thousand eighteen. Right. Like this team has had a trouble getting quarterbacks to go. Dustin Crum has shown flashes that he can be that guy, but like I said, is he the reason that the offense is being held back? Like you look at the sack numbers, right? This offensive line gave up so many sacks, yes. but they didn't give up any in the first couple of weeks. As soon as Dustin Crum took over at quarterback, is it him holding onto the ball he's too got long? That because ball in his hands it, a long exactly. time, man, and he's. A lot of the time, he's just trying to extend plays with yep. his feet and run the ball. But then, you know what? You're a quarterback. He's getting beat up some games. His hand's bloody. He's yep. limping a little bit. He's getting rocked by every damn right. player he's running into. That gets, it wears and it tears you down. You can't rely sure, sure. on the running game in the CFL, it's just, especially as a quarterback. It's just not going to happen. So is it, you know, is he getting sacked so much because he's holding onto the ball too long or and he's trying to extend plays? Or is it because he's just having a slow time processing the field, processing the routes? Because it's all new to him. There's so much that goes into this but my big thing is I want to see how this team finishes I want to see a lot of these guys right like it's been a down year for a lot of these veterans look at Jalen Acklin right yeah. this is a guy that was you know their best receiver last year yes. just like in the passing game in general but non-existent like it, it just Jalen Acklin hasn't been himself this year no, that's right. you look at a lot of these guys uh, uh, you know it just it's just crazy to see uh, you know the defensive side of the ball even too Lorenzo Malden right this guy was the uh, like defensive player of the year for this team yep. last year 
not even close to the same amount of sacks this year. And he's been dealing with injuries. It looks like almost every game he's down on the field and he's probably gutting it out. And that's the other thing. Like it, it, it is a longer season than the CFL right now, but you know, injuries are part of every team and you, you can't say that, you know what, Dustin Crumb's too young. When you look at teams like, you know, look what's happening in Hamilton when they had their young quarterback in here. Look what's happening with Trey Ford and Edmonton. Edmonton yeah. Like there's all these young teams and quarterbacks still getting things done. Like it's just, you need to win. Look at, like I said, Montreal, they're winning games. It's it's tough. So uh, I would put, like I said, there's a lot of hate I hear fans talking about. Look at Sean Burke is bringing over a lot of his Hamilton players. Yep. That's a, that's something that's been a target right now, and it's like it's not working in Ottawa. It just it's not working, and I'm not saying he's at fault here. I think it's a big recipe of just a stinky little, uh, I guess, concoction you're trying to put together <laughs> here, and it's just it's just been tough because, like you said, uh, you know, I'll take our, I'll take Ottawa Reblex home games, uh, you know, almost every Friday night. That just one of the best environments when this team is winning. But the last couple of weeks, like even the attendance is it's been down it's dipping it's, for it's, sure it's, it's already sure. you're seeing it yeah. not the same vibes it's just it's not and it's been because of this like they need to win and if you can't sell a winning product it's going to be tough so if ownership if this team just kind of craps the bed the rest of it my my percentages will change here yeah. uh, you know even for me I'll, I'll give maybe a little bit less but I'll say Brian uh, or not Brian Burke uh, Sean Burke <laughs> uh, 80% uh, chance I'd say at least just for myself personally uh, that he returns next year as well I think it's going to be really hard see, to- I, I got it reversed I think Berkey is more likely than dice for me. I just don't see how it's possible when you've had a guy here for so many years and you know a coach that just came in that you know he got the one big thing you've heard a lot of players kind of back up and and vouch for Bob Dice and that's the thing like do you look at certain aspects of it but I look at a guy like Sean Burke he's been here for a little while and his experiments and his time he's brought in two coaches he's brought in multiple quarterbacks he's brought in multiple players and it's not getting done both on offensive and defensive side of the ball so I look at a lot of it. Typically though what happens right is a GM gets one so yeah. he comes in, Lapo was here. That's not his hire, mm-hmm. right? So he gets to fire Lapo and then he gets a hire. And then you get typically to fire one of your own guys and stick around, you know, to try it again with somebody new. Now, it's a very different thing when you have to do that one year later. When you go one season, go, wow, that didn't work. Like that's that's a tough statement for a GM to make, right? That yeah. I was so wrong. That I'm firing this guy after one season. It's just you don't see that very much ever in football. It, it takes a lot to have a like a disaster year. You don't if for coaching like it just you have to really piss off the players to for them to go to your GM and say this guy is you know an asshole of a coach. Uh, by all accounts, as you've said, Dice is beloved in that locker. Room. And that's what I'm saying. I, I just find that it's hard to believe that Bob Dice is kind of I think he, put himself in a spot where he there's no chance he comes back next year. There's a long list though, a long list of it's, bad decisions that he has made and so they might love him doesn't necessarily mean he's the right guy for the job so for sure that, this for is going to be interesting to uh, to keep an eye on and we've still got several weeks left i think during the off season unless this thing gets ugly it's 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 probably going to be very much a let, all right like you guys get this is your last chance like fresh slate but that's it yeah well before things get ugly here you and i should grab another beer so right. uh, we're going to go do that uh, the rest of you stay there we'll be back there's a throw away oh, into the crowd spilled the beer and will they cross the line? They do. Morris is dripping with beer. Pastel style some schlitz maybe. Who knows? He's just soaked in beer in the pour. And it's in the guy's hair. It's in the guy's hair. Your blood so with a three. No. Beer is every place. Some of Milwaukee's. The Miller highlight spilled on the floor. 
can't think of any more beers. All right, we're back in. And before we move on to anything else, I want to let the good listener know we got a couple of couple of great guests here still to come on the podcast. Our buddy Scott MacArthur is going to be back on here in, uh, in the next little while. We'll talk some Blue Jays with him and everything that he's been up to since he left talk radio. Uh, Cheryl Pounder be back on here. No doubt she'll have plenty of thoughts on the new professional women's hockey league as well as the Sens and the Leafs. We'll ask her all about that. Uh, so it's going to be fun here. Also coming up this week, Angela Thompson's going to be back in here at the Lake of Bays Brewery. Oh, yes. Yes. And uh, I think this is the girl we, you've, you, last time I was on, you know, you, you brought her up to me, right? Yeah, she, yeah. Yes, yes. So she says they've got a couple new seasonals that, uh, that we need oh, to talk about, we need to try. So I'm I think we're going to do that later on this week. It's going to be a good show there. And... Uh, Dan Schulman, everybody knows the voice of the Toronto Blue Jays and, uh, of course called a, a great world cup for team Canada there, uh, in, uh, in basketball, but he is involved with, uh, a beer from the left field brewing company down in Toronto. It says there in the description, it's him and John Schneider, their Blue Jays manager, uh, Dan Schulman, ever popular, John Schneider, not always quite as popular, uh, left field though. Also always very popular. This is called the frozen rope. And uh, as everybody knows, all their uh, their beers are, are baseball themed names. Uh, this is six point seven percent. Tell us about this one, Bunda. It's a, you got the the thing there in front of you. What yeah, are, what are we you, saying? You got some baseball comics on the can. It's yes. a frozen lo- a rope from left field, where you got a frozen microphone, you got a, a pitcher with some fans, you got a pop, a clink with a, a hole going through a box on the one side. I love the can color. It's got that like kind of frosty blue and the can is absolutely silver with blue writing. And I love that left field. Uh, they have some cool looking cans. Always. I love, uh, I love a lot of their beers and yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, but it's called the, this is the ballpark pairings. It's uh, so if you want to have something to eat with it, I love that they do this on their can, the ballpark pairings, Mazda sticks <laughs> and orange sorbet. With okay. this beer. Okay. Uh, but then, yes, it just, it looks really so good. Is an IPA? It's an IPA. It is 6.7%. Yeah. Strong beer in a 355 milliliter can. Yeah. So it's a small can of absolute goodness. And how's the first uh, <laughs> sip taste for you, man? Yeah. Uh, got like a little. Uh, oh, lots of, lots going on there. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's juicy. Right? Very like juicy. A lot yeah. of flavor. Yeah, there's a, a lot happening there. I can see why uh, you might want some matzo sticks with this. Like I, I could see that oh, yeah. pairing quite nicely. Um, no, I, I like this. I'm hungry. It's, don't be getting me going right now. <laughs> you don't get me going on a tangent about food. We're already drinking, Matty. It's true. Uh, we all get to that point <laughs> on our Sunday afternoon, a couple of beers, some sports, and it's what am I going to Uber Eats today? <laughs> That's exactly it. I got to drive home that I'm going to be like, huh, oh, you know what? Oh, Fat Bastard Burritos. There you go. Yeah, yeah, they're across yeah. the street. There's a lot of food <laughs> here, and I'm getting hungry now, man. So this is pretty nice. Um, we're going to take this one down when we talk about a couple of things here. And uh, and like I said, Dan Schulman is involved in this. And I, I'm not sure to what degree. It just says kind of brewed in partnership with Dan Schulman oh. and John Schneider. So Dan's going to come on and he'll tell us himself how he found himself uh, or how he got involved with these guys and, and this beer. And uh, Very smooth tasting beer it's too. Nice. Very, it is. Uh, I, I like this a lot. So if, if he has any involvement in this, another thumbs up for Shulman. Right. And uh, when he's already got a lot of them. Exactly. I, we all love Dan. Right? Absolutely. So, one of the best voices in baseball sure. in general. And I think we're spoiled in, in Canada to have him as a Jays broadcaster. Yeah. Personally, when he was with ESPN, I think he was one of their best voices. For sure. And uh, I think he like, still does some basketball for them college yep. basketball I'm not as much into that so to have him yeah basically every week doing the Jays is uh we're, we're pretty lucky so. absolutely so well and then not only that but if he's part of good beer I like good beer 
Exactly. I got to find out how he, because one of the times he was on here, I asked him about his favorite craft beers. He's like, well, I don't know a lot about craft beer. Like he goes, I I, I, don't, I enjoy trying yeah. some things. I don't know a whole lot about it. So I'll be, uh, I'll be fascinated to see how this came about for him. And, and we'll ask him that when he comes up on, uh, on the Tall Can Audio podcast. Make sure you're subscribed because this is, this is what we do here. We keep the good stuff coming. We keep the big names. We keep, uh. Well, and like you said, if you're having Angelin, who's got seasonals, you got you already brought up Nita Beer with their Oktoberfest. Fest. Like I said, this is a good time of year for, for craft sure. beer. Like I said, you're going to get a lot more stouts. I think, like I said, <laughs> when I found the old brewery, uh, I think Lake uh, Lake of, uh, what is it now? It's, it used to be Weatherhead, but it's now- Lake Town. Lake Town. But uh, I, I remember that's where I learned, and, and I, not learned, but a couple of years back, it was right around this time of the year though. I went there, and that's when I tried to, like a coffee crisp stout, and it was yeah, the best stout gorgeous. I've ever had. It had like a little toffee <laughs> flavor to it, very strong. Normally, I'll always side with IPAs when I come to a lot of craft breweries, but this is one where I was like, okay, what do you, she's like, what do you want to try next? I'm like, I want to actually, I don't want to try another one next. I want, I want another one of those steps. Yeah, just bring me more so, of that. <laughs> this is a good time for craft beer. I love this time of the year. Uh, not as good of a time for the Boston Red Sox. No. And you could make the argument three days ago, it was the worst of times for the Toronto Blue Jays as they were swept by the Texas Rangers. Biggest series of the season. They lost all four games. The closest they got to winning any of them was losing 6-3. They got absolutely pounded in the yep. other three. And uh, Texas left town uh, in good shape. Toronto had pissed away the lead they had in the playoff race and actually found themselves outside of the wild card uh, positions. And then Texas went down to Cleveland and proceeded to get pounded. Mm-hmm. Boston came into Toronto and Boston swept, or excuse me, Toronto swept Boston. And all of a sudden the Jays are right back in a playoff spot. Baseball is fucking weird, man. Like this is yeah. the sort of thing in a long 162 game season that can happen. But even in this sweep that the Jays just had over Boston, they can't hit. Their yeah. pitching has been terrific, but like they're squeaking out. Like they won Saturday's game on an infield hit, just a squibber, and managed to get that done in the 13th inning after some horrendous base running. Today, they end up winning in the bottom of the ninth after blowing a lead in the top of the ninth. And I just. And a very poorly played center field ball. Yeah, by 100%. 100%. And so. I just, I look at this team and this is very similar to what we've sort of said all year is that like they're there, they're, they've got the wins. They are in a playoff spot. They may make it in the mm-hmm. percentages would say that they will, but it doesn't feel like a very good team right now. And I don't know. I know you're more of a Red Sox guy. They haven't had a great season either. I don't know how yeah. much of this series you caught this weekend, but uh, it's been a crazy week for the Jays, man. Yeah, I uh, I didn't get to see much of the series between the Jays and Red Sox as they wanted. Um, college football, once again, sure. stole my heart. And some cottage time. Cottage time, yeah. yeah football, NFL, so it's, it's crazy. But uh, for me, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this Jays team, have you ever gone a whole season where you don't know how to read this team? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and it, and it, you still don't, though, right? No, like, I have no it, idea. It's it's so, they got so much, like, look at Vladdy, right? He just doesn't, like, it just looks like he's fighting, yep. like, all the time. Like, it just, something is off with him, and it's just been like that all season. Right. But it's like, at any moment, you know, that guy has the power to absolutely crush one when right. you need it. And it's just like. And he did this weekend. He hit three games in a row. He hit a home run. They were all huge home runs. And yeah. He's like, where have you been? What but, are you doing? But he's like, just been absolutely fighting the plate appearances. Like even uh, you know, we were like we were talking about was Chapman right today, yeah, who yeah. got the the game winning hit off of a center field off the wall. Center fielder just didn't didn't play it very well. Yes, and walked in. But 
struggling at the fight. Not yeah. a very good, like, it's just been. No, he's been brutal. Yeah, brutal. Like, just, it, it's been a very weird season, but I, like, I'm kind of hoping, like, I want the Jays to get into the playoffs, like, you know, whatever. The Red Sox aren't getting into the playoffs. No. I know that already. My Red Sox fandom is very much on a lower tier compared <laughs> to a lot of my other teams, aka Baker Mayfield in the box sure. or Tom Brady or Notre Dame Fighting Irish or, uh, you know, any of my favorite UFC fighters, like yeah. my man, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Right. But I look at the, I look at the Jays and I think that this is a team that, you know, if they can get to the wild card spot, I think that'll be a good reset for them. I know they got to win that game, but then if you can win that game and get into a, a series, you can really reset your roster and get, bring in the playoff vibes, right? It's not about, you know, how ugly it is to get there. You know, that, that series against the Rangers, probably going to be the peak ugliest moment of yeah, the season. Yeah. Because like you said, the most important four games in your damn season and you just you got- didn't show up for any of them. No, and literally did not show up for any of them. Right. Like getting smacked around yeah. by the Rangers. The pitching stunk, the hitting stunk, the managing stunk, like everything about it stunk. And I believe their games remaining are against the AL East too, right? Because Yankees, they have Yankees. Rays, Yankees are A's. Yeah, and so you're, you're going to get into a point where, and then that's the thing, heading into their series against the Red Sox, this team, I think, only had 12 wins against the AL East. Yeah. Like, you need to win against your division, and this is where it's going to well, come down to. funny thing, man, people were talking about, well, at least the Yankees are sort of shit. Doesn't and matter. So, and, <laughs> yeah. But the Yankees have won 14 of the last 18 and Aaron games. Aaron Judge is hot right now. Yeah, <laughs> so they're going to roll. And the Rays... Who everyone goes well? They're home and cooled with a playoff spot in the wild card. They're like a game and a half back of Baltimore. They're still fighting for the division, so they're not going to rest people. Yeah, they want no part. Like if they can grab the division, they stay out of that quick two out of three wild card mm-hmm. series, and they can have a buy. Right, so that's going to be huge for Tampa. Like neither of these teams are the pushover. You might like. I guess it. New York was far enough back. You'd kind of go. Well, they probably don't care. Well, they're hot. Tampa's in as far as the wild card goes, but they want the division. So they're going to be pushing too. Like these are not easy games. Yeah. And yeah, it was a strange week. Those four losses to Texas and then three wins against Boston to put you right back in the spot. But man, it's, it's going to be a tough two weeks here to get in. And fun time though, like it, oh yeah, agonizing for Jays fans. Yeah. For me, fun for me to watch <laughs> because I don't really care. But right. my my end goal, like I said here, is I want them to get into the playoffs. I think it'd be good. I, I kind of find it silly because you play all season to then get only one more game. And well, they did you, switch it, right? It is it's two out of three now. Yeah. in the wild card round, exactly. So you like you said, it's hundred and sixty two games <laughs> for to the, get a weekend's worth of baseball. Well, that's what I mean. Before that, it was like I it said, just one the one game. Yeah. And it's just like you get there. So if the Jays were fighting for that one game, it's like okay, but they need to win that series, and and I I think get out of the wild card series. But I want to, I just want to see this team get there because that can just be so much of a you know what if they can put together some wins like like that's the thing. You know, beating up on a Red Sox team, division rival, like I said, you haven't they haven't played good. They've lost to the Red Sox a lot this year. Yes, they, you know, right. it's not been a good. So for them to sweep after they just dropped that game and got swept in four games to the Rangers, where they got absolutely dummied. Yep. And again, bats still not looking good against the Red Sox, no. but I look at this and if you can get there and just reset your team, you know, reset your rotation, you know, reset your bullpen. Like get and it's tough because you go from the regular season right to the wild card series right away. Yes. So it's tough. Well, but I got Kevin Gosman lined up for game 160. He's been awesome this year. Yeah. You just can't get any goddamn bats to That's help him That's right. <laughs> and if, if your life comes down to the last day of the season, which it very well could, yeah. 
that's the guy you would want going. But if by some merciful act of God, but it's like you, you are already in and you don't have to use him, you can push him to game one. Which is, that's the, the problem, one. right? You, you don't know which game you want right. him for. So you, you, want, you want to have that safe lead so you don't use him in the last game of right. the year and you can use him in that first game. But if you need him in 162, uh, you know, now you're two games, three games in that, you know, what is it Barrios, Ryu, Bassett? Like I suddenly you're feeling a little less, right. uh, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know, man. It felt a lot better. We had that two-headed monster with Manoa and uh, and Gosman. Manoa's and another one too, right? Manoa's Which, just a down year, and it's not sure you'll ever see him in a Jays uniform again. To be honest with you, man, it's just yeah. a weird vibe, right? How he went from like a Cy Young candidate last year, yeah, kind of not candidate, but you know, talks. No, he got votes. He was yeah, top got three, top five, yeah. in the uh, Cy Young. I think he, and like I said, I think that. Well, I, I mean, he was there last year, but for yeah. him to go this year, just one, just a down year, but just you know getting optioned already, but then getting optioned a couple times. And then not showing up. Yeah. If he didn't go to Buffalo, like there's there's something going on there that they don't want to talk about. He's clearly pissed. They're clearly pissed with him. I won't be shocked if at the end of the year this relationship is unsalvageable and you see him somewhere else next For a guy year. that had so much swag yeah. and so much pop and yeah. so, like he looked like he was your future, like ace, 100%. future ace. Yeah. Like you had this guy ready to go yeah. and now he's not there. And it's like, damn, like this sucks. You gave him opening day. Right? Yeah. Like that's your number one guy. And, yeah. You, over Barreos, who, like you said, he's And free. Gosman. Yeah. Gosman. But I think Barreos was the big guy, right? He's your, you signed him, right? He's the big man that you were, I, I thought you would have maybe wanted to look for him, but yeah. Manoa, like last year, put himself in that position where, Hey, I'm that guy. And right. you gave him the ball and he earned that, that opening sure. day and yeah. he's, yeah, it's no, been a really be weird seen. year, and I think that I if you wonder can, if that relationship is is torched. I don't know if if the Jays do kind of falter out here. I wouldn't be surprised to see some ground, you know, ground shaking moves here because I think that they're in a I in a spot right. where they have such a good young team. This team just seems like every year they're that young team. That's yeah, they're a year away from contending. It's like okay, but that was last year. Yeah. Then they got into the wild card, and then they lost. Yep. So a lot, like you said, two days. Now you're like okay, there's hype. Manoa's going to be ready. Well, Manoa's nothing. Okay, well, Vladdy's good. Vladdy's nothing. So you're two like number one, yep. like your two top guys. You're basically building your team. Yeah, around. This team is dead in the water if it isn't for the year that Bo Bichette has had. Yeah, right. Even he struggled a bit coming off injury. Maybe that's to be expected. Mm. And the pitching has yeah. been fantastic. Kikuchi, Kikuchi's been Kikuchi's bounced back. Yeah. Barrios has bounced back. I think that's yeah. part of Manoa's beef is you let those guys work it out last year. But mm. neither of those guys had options. You couldn't send them down. Yeah, Manoa's still young enough that yeah, you're you're not pitching well enough. We need someone spot else for him to be in. I assume is where he got for sure, he and got it hurt. would be embarrassing, right? Because he, like you said, he 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 was a he was got Cy Young votes last year. He was your ace. You gave him game one of the playoffs, and um, you gave him opening day this year and the home opener this year. Like all of that, you're saying this is our guy, and then all of a sudden he's in the minors and he's not performing well. I get why he's pissed. But you don't get to say no. I'm not going. Like this is the world you you live in. Baseball. Teams and some of it has send to be on Manoa down. too. It, it is, yeah, for sure. Like, some of it. He has to be, and I think the majority of it, right? Yeah. You don't like being sent down. Play pitch better. better. Play better. That's and right. You don't like being sent down. Well, then go down and dominate and get brought up and never go back down again. Right. And instead, you get sour. You don't go. Like you said, it's gotten uglier. It's gotten weirder. The, the Jays are in a spot where if they so, miss the playoffs, uh, the, the only part where I would give them the benefit of the doubt is that thing where he gets to say. You let Barrios and Kikuchi figure it out last year in the rotation, and you sent me down. But they were a different contract status, right? They they didn't sure. have options left, and you didn't really have any choice but to let them figure it out. 
That's we su- do that's with you. Suck it up mentality. Hundred percent, man. Like, I, I'm not. I, I don't care. Don't you? When you're upset, you you don't have that, and you're not. If you're not you pitching it, good, man. pitch yeah, better. Yeah. If you're if that's the thing, if you're gonna point fingers, dude, you're already wrong mindset. Get better. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like focus on yourself and get better and not be in that spot. Like you have a problem with it? Well, then hell. And like sometimes I felt like too, like you said, the, a lot of the times this year it's been the bats that have let this team down. Yes. It has not been the pitching. Gosman right. especially, like like he's been amazing. Like Gosman's been great. 100%, you look at Kikuchi, like last year the guy would be okay. This guy's got some. Then it's like get this guy off the roster right. tomorrow, like tonight. Well, like, I don't want you right coming off Tommy yeah. John. He's given this team way better. Yeah, way better than yeah. I would have expected coming back and. I still would be nervous throwing him out there in a playoff game, but as far as getting through this in the regular season, he's been way better. Than the pitching has been great. Chad mm. Green's come back, mm. again, coming off Tommy John, and uh, he had one bad appearance coming out of the bullpen in his first one. He's been pretty good ever since. Swanson's been good. Uh, Hicks was the biggest pitching acquisition anyone made at the trade deadline. It's been sort of a mixed bag, but I think in the playoffs he would be fine. Romano's been good. Yeah, I, I, I it's, it's that's why the, I want to see this the team bats, get it, man. It's, yeah, I want to see this team get into the playoffs because I think that they have so much potential well, here. And that's playoff baseball, right? It's tough pitching. Yeah, right? you got to exactly string hits together. It's a different type of game. So, but you just if hope they that get in, they might be fine. Bichette can kind of uh, keep that going into the postseason, but then you just, you, like I said, you just need. I feel like we need a game or two where Vladdy is just all over the ball. I feel like he's the we engine. Did see a bit of that this weekend. I'm just not buying it yet. I, I it's, it's true. I, that's what I mean. You need to see it kind of down the stretch here against the Yankees and against the Rays. Yeah, and you, like I said, you want to kind of see him put a week together of you know what he's getting on base every couple of bats. He's getting you know a hit or two. He's smacking. Yeah, a he home looks run. like 2021 Vlad. Yeah, who's he, a, uh, an MVP candidate. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility here to see. This guy either put up five home runs to end his season yeah. here, or he goes over, and you know what I right. mean. It's like whatever, but if you know he he seems to be the engine on, in this offense, right? Has to be. as soon as has he has to be exactly. Uh, Bichette has been there, you know. Chapman hasn't been there, but no. uh, Springer's been it, up and it, down. Yeah, Springer, like, Bo, and Vlad. Yeah, it's gonna. Those guys are going to go, and you'll be fine, or they won't, and you'll be done fast. And that's where that's, I think it's that simple. Guys like Springer, who's been in the playoffs before, it, it, it's it's just a different vibe. Once you get in, it's like you just got to get there. And that's the thing. These tough games, but the guys you want to see get better, like that's the thing. You're not trusting Manoa with the ball in his hand at all in a playoff game, but you know what you're going to need is you're going to need Vladdy to be able to hit a home run. So yep. you want to see the way this guy, you just want to see him heat up at the right time, but then once you get there, you have kind of that reset. Okay, like you said, um, we're going to have Gosman week, uh, game one. We're going to be able to set this up. Yep. Uh, I think, like you said, Hicks going to be looking good if they make the playoffs. Right, yep. Romano's look good. Like There's so many aspects of this team that has looked really good, but I just want to be able to see these guys <laughs> maybe just get it together just a bit more, figure it out just slowly, make yep. the playoffs, and then hopefully something can change. If it gets to kind of a dumpster fire and they get killed by the Yankees and you know they miss out by a half game or something <laughs> like that, it's just going to be like, come on, are you kidding me? Uh, like this, it's gonna This be- management group, they're going to live and die, I think, on these last two weeks. I think there's a chance... If I think they they're missed gonna, the playoffs that Ross Atkins is fired. Abs- I think there's no chance he's back. If they make it in, maybe that sweeps all those problems under the rug and he gets himself another year. If they make yeah. it through the wild card. I think they need to win two series for him to kind of come back. Okay. I, I think they need to win the wild card and they need to be very competitive in that first you know, right. kind of divisional kind of uh, round because I think you look at the sense here is it, it just, there's something missing. Yeah. And you look at, you know, the guys that have left, right? It's just, it's not good. Right. And just, Things aren't going well, and you okay. You want to put the point the first fingers. What's going on with your ace? 
Like that's the first, okay, there's obviously a problem going on here. And like if Manoa's these issues are through the franchise, through the, you know, management, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not so sure about the bench boss. Like there's a lot going on in yeah. Toronto that like well, I, similar to Bob Dice. Yeah. This Ross Adkins just hired John Schneider. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to fire him again? Yeah, because uh, I think Schneider was back here. Schneider did a lot last year, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah, he, yeah, but like, still, he wasn't very fresh. Like he, like this is a guy like yeah, he got half of last year. And all yeah, of this Bob year. got a couple games last year too, so I guess I'll Are give him that as well. To so fire I'll, him that quick. Yeah, I think uh, just because there seems to be a lot more problems going on within Toronto, yep. that looks like it could either get like I, I think things can get uglier for the Jays down the stretch than it can for the Reds for the sorry the Reblacks in that sense of it. But I look mm, at this whole that's idea. That's an interesting discussion. But uh, I, I just yeah, like yeah. I said, things are just like the Jays bats have not shown well, enough. Well, and you're already seeing people booing down at the dome exactly pretty lustily. They're unhappy with how this has gone. Plus, so. it's Toronto sports, right? They're already under the <laughs> microscope. But, <laughs> like I said, in Ottawa here, the Leafs make the playoffs. You know, you got all of Ottawa cheering against the Leafs usually because <laughs> they they just hate them. Yep. But if the Jays make the playoffs, you know almost all of Ottawa baseball fans are cheering for the Jays. So it's kind of a it's like a, you want that vibe and you want to see national this, microscope. Right? Yeah, and I think that this team is talented enough that they could do some damage in the playoffs. But they got to get there first. And like I said, they have that aspect of the reset that they can get if they make the playoffs. And it's good that they're in there. You just got to be able to hold on to it. And it's not going to be easy because, like you said, uh, the Yankees are the Yankees. They're annoying, and Aaron Judge is hot right now. Yep. But also, like you said, the Rays. Yeah, they're not going to be sleeping. They're, they're no, trying they got to, shit to play for. Yeah, so. they got a lot they're of shit to, to win play a division for. Here. So this is going to be some interesting ball, and the Jays have a lot to play for. Like I said, the 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 Red Blacks, mm, I don't know about that, but true. They're, uh, they're I think they're in a spot where things aren't as ugly on like kind of behind the scenes, and you know, with the team and some of the players, like things are very pretty. I just it's not pretty on the scoreboard or on the field. Right. Whereas the the Jays look now right now, it seems like everything else is kind of ugly, but you know. They have the talent right there to get some stuff done. So we'll see how it goes. Like I said, it's it's been a weird team, and I I, I every time I'm trying to get a read on the Jays, it's like I just don't have one. Nope. It's like their read is they're wildly inconsistent with uh, a lot of talent, and uh, if they miss the playoffs, it's going to be an absolute down year. And like I said, I think that 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 there's going to be Ross Atkins is gone. I think for sure. Yeah, but could be, could yeah. be. Uh, I think that's where we'll wind this down, man. Um, this was fun. I'm glad you came in. Like I said, I appreciate everything you put in over the summer and, and allowing me to uh, to hang out Lakeside by uh, you doing some of these remotely. And uh, But now that we're all back to real life, right? Summer's over. It's mm-hmm. back to the real world, back in studio, back in the city. Uh, like I said, I appreciate the help over the summer and I appreciate you coming in here now and, and having a couple points, man. No problem, Maddie. Thanks for uh, having me back in and on the show again. And uh, I, like I said, you don't need to thank me. If you can get a couple days at the lake, you deserve it, man. Take it, <laughs> take it while you can. We can do this online. That's the world we live in these days, right? Yeah. You're, you're accessible to do that. If you have internet at the lake and you can get a couple days there where you can record a show with me for, you know, a couple hours, have a couple beers and then go out and sit on your porch and, you know, jump in the water, That's rip it, a jet man. ski and yep. just have some fun on the lake. I'll always support that. So <laughs> thanks again for having me on. And like I said, I think it did me more favors than it did you because now I don't have the Tolkien audio fans screaming and yelling at me and cursing and swearing with their pitchforks and their lanterns and to get the hell out of here. Oh, we're getting to know the new, the more serious Steve Bunda reading the news these days here on uh, on CFRA, on TSN radio. That's man. right. We're, Better watch out. I'm going to be running in politics t- very soon yeah, next. Okay. I like that. You got my vote, man. It's, <laughs> for, it's, it's not even, uh, you know, when it's What not, do you think of this slogan? Buck a beer. Yeah. Somebody tried that already. Didn't oh, go, didn't work. Didn't, oh. didn't go that. Dang great. it! Then I don't think I'm going to make it very well in politics because all I like is being. But I like ranked. listening to you do the news, man. It's not even Steve Bunda. That is Stephen Bunda, right? With a, maybe an initial or two. Stephen, Stephen Bunda the third. Oh, something. Stephen J Bunda. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Jack. I'll mix it up, right? Yeah, I like Have that. Have some fun. Man.
It brings some class to the broadcast. Uh, I like that. Uh, we'll wrap this one up here. Uh, I set it off the top. We got some great guests coming up. Cheryl Pounder's going to be here. Scotty Mack's going to be here. Dan Schulman's going to be here. Uh, we got some really cool stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks. Hope you'll stick around. Rob will be back next Monday. And now that we're here uh, here in the city, uh, ready to have some pints in person again, we'll uh, we'll make sure Blenda keeps coming into the studio here for us too. So, Oh, yeah. All right. We'll wrap this one up here. Hope you all have a fantastic week. Don't forget... Get your tickets for the Need a Beer Company Oktoberfest. Needabeer.com. You can get your uh, your information there. Get your tickets there. Uh, there's food. There's beers. There's games. All kinds of great. There's music. Uh, German polka music. I don't know what oh, they yeah. do on Oktoberfest. Check it out. All the details at Needabeer.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great week. My name is Matt Robinson. For Steve Bunda, we'll see you next time. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkong was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time!